This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I can't believe it took me this long to do a hi-fi episode. Hey, everybody, listeners, viewers, consumers of this podcast thing. Hey, it's Derek G. This is Derek G Speaks Volumes. And depending on what I title this when it comes out, this is talking about hi-fi and sound quality. And the thesis of the day is sound quality is a luxury, not a necessity, brackets, or a personality. (laughs) How are you? I've been really enjoying your comments been really enjoying the process of this. And uh, some of you know my hi-fi content and have come to me for that and have asked me a lot of questions about it. My setup, my equipment, my interest, my experience. Derek, recommend me these headphones and that. So I think it's about time that I talk a little bit about that. That is the thesis of the episode. Sound quality is a luxury, not a necessity or a personality. But largely... Prepare yourself, prepare yourself. Look forward to the later part of the episode, which I'm going to talk about my hi-fi journey, which I'd like to be as approachable and accessible and relatable as possible because I'm sure because of my following, I have lots of people that want personal one-to-one advice about hi-fi, which I can't do because I have so many friends knowing off the back of my page who DM me saying, Derek, I bought my first record and I don't know what to do. It's it's a question you I could answer every single day or not want to answer, but would be asked every single day, multiple times. And rather than just be a, a blog post for you, uh, be someone that can show you the journey that I've been on to help you relate to the speed and course you might want to take. Cool? Cool. So let's get cracking shall we? At the end, I might do a little appendix of of notes and tidbits and things like that. And I did post a, uh, a video recently <laughs> reviewing some uh, construction headphones, which was quite funny, uh, which I enjoyed making and enjoyed eating the lamington as well. So sound quality is a luxury. Let's break it down, right? Sound quality. Sound quality is something that I've been thinking a lot about because I think that people like, I know this, I'm talking to some of you out there. I have mutuals that, and people that like to call me an audiophile because it's a bit derogatory and I don't consider myself one. And I know that audiophiles will go, ha ha ha, that's the first sign of being an audiophile is not saying you are one. But once you hear my journey later, you'll know why. But I know certain people say it to kind of go, haha, you make audiophile content, you're an audiophile and stuff like that. And I think what's problematic about audiophilia is not only the name, and it sounds really creepy, is that sound quality is something that comes with being able to afford to enjoy a higher fidelity, higher definition 
sound because that is inaccessible to most people and has only been accessible to me in recent years. So quality, define that, right? Because I think for a lot of people, sound quality is, is you know, most people that I know that enjoy music, which is everyone enjoys music, right? Everyone. And most people, and I, that's, this is like 80%, enjoy it on whatever speaker it comes out of. And that is, to me, is the ideal. Is the ideal. Because for me, and I always say this to people, I will listen to music on whatever is available at the time and whatever I can afford in my life at that point. So I have big, somewhat expensive speakers, right, in my living area. But if I'm in the kitchen and I remember a song and want to play it, I'm going to pull up my phone, I'm going to press play, and it's going to come out of these speakers. And look, it's any speaker these days is better than what what was around, you know, a long, you know, fifty years ago. Not any, but like our phone speaker is pretty damn good. And if I want to hear some Earth, Wind, and Fire, I'm going to put it on, right? So, sound quality and the snobbery around that is sort of, in many ways, not only gatekeepy but also a bit elitist because you're basically saying you can't afford to buy what we buy, right? So I think audiophilia and and the pursuit of sound quality is, which is why that, like, yeah, the audiophile is, is considered a, you know, deriding statement and something that is a luxury because when you, when, when people wonder like, what am I going to get out of it and, and that sort of stuff and how much should I spend on it? You know, if it was me and I told you, I'd say as much as you can afford, which is like, well, what was that 200 bucks? Is that 10 grand? But I don't think that most people know, and I didn't know what incredible sound sounds like until you really hear it. Because we listen to our music on whatever device we have. And then one day you'll be presented with a speaker a stereo system that you'll go, this is my favorite song and I've never heard it like this before. Some people are like, well, it's addictive and and you can therefore go down a rabbit hole of trying to find perfection and all these, swap out all your different parts. That becomes a hobby. Uh, but most people haven't heard that. So sound quality for them is fine. And then the luxury part of it is when you want to listen to high quality, high fidelity audio all the time, which is not easy to do and soon will will lead i will lead you to my own personal experience so i think when you think about your own personal hi-fi listening journey just make sure that you you prioritize the right thing which is music is for me it's convenience and affordability because there was an incredible video that i've wanted to make on tiktok but this guy articulated it really well Someone saying, I love my Sony Bluetooth headphones I got for Christmas. And he was he ended up stitching it and saying, these aren't great. I'll put this in the show notes. I've got show notes now. A uh, listener told me to put show notes. Ha. He was like, they're not great and you should be listening for these things. Sound stage, clarity, definition, you know, separation, all this sort of stuff. He's not wrong, but someone enjoying their Sony, she was saying she likes them. <laughs> so let's leave it there. I think the difference between me and, and others is that I don't care what, how you listen to music. As long as you're listening to music and you enjoy it, then the power to you, great. Enjoy your music. 
because probably my most meaningful musical experiences have not been on high definition speakers. It just kind of enhances and is a luxury to, to me. So I think that that is largely the most important pursuit is to, to enjoy your music and find music. And if you can afford that luxury one day, get there. And I think the personality aspect to it is where audio files exist, is where the technology of hi-fi becomes more important than the music. And therefore, they will want to talk about everything that they own and all the componentry and not really know about music, care about music, want to, to want to explore it. And it is like any other hobby wormhole that you might go down. And it's because there's so much componentry to it, you will end up, oh, this amp, I hear this amp is better than that amp. You get fatigued, right? You're like, oh, you buy it and it sounds great. And you're like, oh, but I hear, oh, you know, this one has better bass, goes lower. So I'm going to replace that out. And then it becomes this crazy pursuit of diminishing returns where it no longer becomes about the song that you enjoy, but is about how you can draw the most out of that song. And you're spending tens of thousands of dollars to hear marginal gains. And that's where it becomes a personality trait. <laughs> and no one wants to, not no one. I think that's a weird world. That's a weird world. And I think there are some good YouTubers if you want resources um, who, you know, are very aware of that, but mostly because they get a lot of hate on their on their YouTube comments. There's uh, Darko Audio, there's Andrew Robertson, there's Steve Gussenberg. They're all like, I watch these people and I think they're all really informative. And I think they probably got humbled themselves. I don't know, because they probably were considered consider this as audiophiles and then they've got unleashed the beast of all the horrible people out there saying that their opinions are terrible. And then they're like, oh, yeah. I want to make sure I'm helping and educating people, but I'm not trying to tell you what's what because uh, you guys are weird. So let's talk about my audio hi-fi journey in detail because, like I said, I want to be able to for you to relate to my experience and whatever age you are, you can find some relatability there for you to go, oh, maybe I'm at that point in life. So hi-fi. I thinking I, my dad had a nice stereo in a granny flat. He also had a nice surround sound when surround sound was the thing set up in our lounge area, but I didn't really care. I didn't care about that, but I was surrounded by it. So I guess there is um, part of it embedded in me. So I guess that's where it starts technically, I would say. Then in high school, when I was really music obsessive, the iPod came out and I was one of the first ones in my school to have an iPod. And I guess that's when technology and music for me started to interact with one another. And I started to uh, experience uh, how that, that kind of intersection. The next memory, I think, for me was when I was in university and possibly because I needed to buy headphones or I, I wanted to or I had like crappy what comes out of the box earphones from my Walkmans or, or iPods or whatever. And, and I think it was just like I want to hear something. There's 
like you see lots of expensive ones out there. I'm a bit of a nerd. So I'm like, okay, well, there must be better out there. So what are they? And I think my first pair were the Cost Porter Pros, which are now weren't cool at the time, but were very cool amongst the, this is good value for your money, sounds good thing. And they didn't sell them in Australia, so I had to import them. And I burned through three or four of them because the cable is so slim. But what I liked about it is that the bass was thumping. And as a former bass player, I I think I've always uh, always biased towards really strong bass. They are open-backed. If you don't know what that is, it's basically there isn't a a closed seal on the other end of the speaker. So it lets uh, the sound waves the the reverse wave of that the speaker dissipates so it doesn't create any uh, unwanted frequencies so that was great and i used that and i probably annoyed a lot of people on the bus because they were open back so everyone could hear what i was listening to and then i bought some grados sr60s grados are like starting to get into proper like enthusiast world and sr60 is like 200 bucks or something like that and um I can't remember what they sound like beside the fact that I like them a lot, except the cable broke for them too. <laughs> and after that, uh, I was like, screw that. I am never getting um, headphones that are either expensive or don't have a detachable cable because this is a waste of money. I need to rewind a little bit because I also need to talk about my uh, record journey. So I think I went to, I, my sister and I bought record players at the same time. I think in late high school, we went to, depending on what country you're in, uh, a Currys if you're in the UK, a Dick Smith if you're in Australia, and a Radio Shack if you, or Best Buy if you're in America. How worldly. I, we went there and I would have spent about 100 bucks on a record player that was really uh, terrible, but I didn't know that at the time, um, that you press the button and it, it lifts up the needle on its own and then drops it down on the record. And I owned that for a good, from say I bought it at 16, 17, I owned that until I was about 22. So when you relate to yourself and record players, I spent a hundred bucks and I had it for five years. And one thing I need to stress to you is that when people care about record players and people care about what quality and all this stuff, remember you're dragging a rock across a piece of plastic. So let's not get too serious about it. Let's not get too deep about it because sure you can, the, some rocks can be more harmful than others, but it's still like, if you want better quality, don't, don't drag a rock across vinyl, go, go download it, go listen to uh, a lossless piece of digital file. That's not why people are doing it. People are doing it for the feeling, for the experience, for the cover art, for the whole thing. So that is where I started with my record player journey. And I plugged it into a just a kind of home stereo that I had in my bedroom. You know, the ones where you kind of have your CD player and a, and a radio inbuilt and some speakers. And I think I upgraded those speakers to another ones that my neighbor was throwing away. Some massive speakers. Um, not massive, but big for a small kid's bedroom and use them and enjoy them thoroughly and probably contain the most uh, seminal music experiences of my life. So that's important to know. And then we'll go to when I was 21, my for my wife's 21st, she was, we were not married at this point, my girlfriend's 21st, um, I bought her a 
project debut red record player and i also bought her an amplifier and some speakers because you need all of those to get started and i didn't know anything about anything so i just went down to the granny flat and and bought my dad's amplifier i found it on ebay bought it got it sent up from melbourne to sydney and it came with speakers, Technic speakers. I hadn't heard them. I didn't know anything about them, but they came with speakers and that was good enough for me. Lo and behold, I, we still use the amp. This is 15 years later. We still use the record player. It's in my videos. You can see them. And the speakers we used up until 2021, right? So this is why when people go, you're an audiophile, I bought, <laughs> I bought my dad's amp. I bought a, at the time, probably $500 record player because I wanted to impress my girlfriend. And then I also bought a, and the speakers came with it and I didn't know what they sounded like. And they traveled with me around the world. They went, when we got married and moved into our, our apartment, they sat on our bookshelf and we listened to them and they were great. They were great. And whenever I thought about it and I got caught up in a wave of like, oh, I really love to replace my gear i really love a tube amp and stuff like that i know listening to them and turning them up and going these are great though <laughs> and it's not about like oh well what speakers were they Derek? they must have been amazing i don't think that's the point they were i don't know uh 50 40 centimeters tall they were good enough they like as in like i didn't sit there going like these are good enough they i enjoyed it and didn't think about it ever again you know so that my my hi-fi then basically I inherited hers that I bought her when we when we moved in together and after we got married and then the record player we still have because it's good enough because I don't play records that often but when we do it's still nice and it's sentimental the amplifier that powers my Lascala's powers um, is great I would like to upgrade it to a tube amp one day but it's I'm it's not my priority right now to buy that and I know that people might look at it, serious people might look at it and go, that's not the best thing you could amplify your speakers with. And it's true, but also when I listen to my favorite songs on it, I love it. Sound quality is a luxury, not a necessity. You know? So it's that has been where that sits. Now let's go to my next and last story, which is how I acquired my Klipschler Scarlets. So we moved to London, still not interested in hi-fi at all. Oh, by the way, pause there and then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I bought these, and I've made a video about it in the past, these Panasonic TCM125s, which uh, I've had to memorize them because I talk about them on TikTok sometimes. These cheap, 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 cheap earphones, $10, that have good bass. And I I was basically like, look, because of what I said before about all my headphones breaking, 
I was like, well, if they break, I'll just buy new ones. And so I used them for the longest time, commuting on the train, on my bike, dangerous, I know. And I enjoyed them tremendously for all types of different music. And I didn't think twice about it. I also bought uh, some Audio-Technica ATH M50s, which are like, you know, $150 reliable, you know, um, headphones that are versatile for most music that have a really sturdy cable that hasn't broken on me yet in 10 years. So until I've been gifted stuff recently through my TikTok, that that is the extent of what I owned in audio. So yeah, the Scala's, we moved to, and if you don't know anything about the Scala's, I'll just jump to the end. They're giant speakers that are size of dishwashers that helped blow up my TikTok, but I don't talk about it anymore, but we'll get there. And I'll do, an, I'll do a video about the Scala's one day, because I'd like to, I'd like to. So yeah, we moved to London and I was a DJ, a resident DJ at a high-end high high-fi bar called Spiritland. Now, Derek, why, why, if you say you're not an audio hi-fi person, are you playing at a hi-fi bar? Well, when I was in Sydney, I used to listen to two channels, three channels a lot on Mixcloud, NTS Radio, which I was there, then a resident of from Sydney, Spiritland, hi-fi bar and brilliant corners hi-fi bar but i didn't hear the hi-fi i didn't care about the hi-fi they curated really great djs and i went on mixcloud and listened to their shows and enjoyed the music 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 right just consumed a lot and helped to develop my taste further so one day i reached out to them and uh, there was a new programmer there and he liked my uh, eclecticism cringe word but like you know i i brought a more modern sound to the the venue because i didn't just play noodly jazz and kind of instrumentals i played more current stuff i played hip-hop i played soul in between you know spiritual jazz and things like that so they took me in and uh i was a resident there and i met a the programmer mish now when I first visited London, I know I'm jumping around a bit. When I first visited London, before I moved there, was in 2017, no, earlier, 16 maybe. And so I wanted to vi visit Brilliant Corners, one of these hi-fi bars. And I went there with my wife and uh, we got there super early because we didn't know that it wasn't a restaurant and it was like a place that people go at like 10 p.m. to have a drink and listen to music. And we were the first ones there and the, the DJ was just starting. Uh, what's his name? Jackson Milas, I think his name was an Australian guy. No, I didn't know that at the time. Played an incredible Milton Nascimento song. Show notes, go look there. And that song blew my mind. Song, remember that? That song blew my mind. I, at the time, I didn't notice the speakers because they were playing using clips horns, which are speakers almost as tall as me. And they sit in the corner of the room like literally in the corner um, that, and, and it's meant to amplify, use the, the walls, the corner of the walls of the, of the room, almost like a horn that amplifies the music outwards, right? So that was my first experience of clip horns, although I didn't notice them at the time. So fast forward to Spiritland, Knowing Mish, stuff like that. And when we moved back to Australia, I think we were chatting one day on whatsapp mish mish and i and and we'd formed a bond and i think he was like yo check this out i just uh built some hand built some lascalas replicas 
I'm like, what's that? What's that? Send me a picture, him and his grandfather. And it's, you know, this giant speaker. And I was like, that looks crazy. That like, I like the look of speakers. I'm like, that looks crazy. That's so cool. And he said, yeah, man, you should check them out because, you know, Brilliant Corners has Klipsch horns. And this is like the baby version, ba baby, the smaller version of that, unless you want to spend 15 grand. I think Australian it's 30 grand, but about 15 grand US. Unless you want to spend that much on speakers, then you can build it yourself. And I'm like, cool. Probably won't do it, but that's cool. I've since learned that, yeah, people make these because you can find the the uh what's what's the word? Blueprints, whatever, the plans for it. You can buy the a replica of the crossover. The crossover is the um the thing that turns the electrical current into it sends those to capacitors from the amplifier and the capacitors split up the frequencies to either the mid-range or the tweeter or the sub the woofer or whatever the um bass driver and you can buy all this sort of stuff and you can buy the horns and the compression drivers and, and speakers and stuff like that and build this enclosure and then you basically have your endless scala for probably three thousand dollars or less or or less if you're handy so i was like cool man they look crazy i'd love to hear them one day and then one day i thought well i wonder if anyone sell would have them in australia what a what a kind of random thing to have so our version of craigslist in australia is called gumtree so i just put in an alert for it, thinking, oh, I'll never, it'll never come up, but I'll put it in because you never know and didn't think about it again. And then years later, an alert came up and I was the first one to see it. As soon as it was listed, an alert came up and it was a, a good price, a really good price. And because it was during COVID and a guy needed to move it to make some money. So I showed my wife and I'm like, look, this is like surely once in a lifetime. And also if I don't, if it's a waste of money, I can sell them and I feel like I can make a profit off this because they're selling for so cheap. We talked about it a little bit and we kind of thought it was a scam. We kind of thought like what are Scala's doing in Sydney? Also thought like, uh, what if they're broken? All this, what if they're fake? We don't know. I didn't know anything about this stuff. Long story short, went there, met the guy, got it out of storage, is in my home. And I was like, I don't even know if my amp could power this. I don't know if this could is enough, you know, but I since learned since then they're very sensitive speakers and you can drive it with almost anything. But I, this is how little I knew about it, right? So I just bought it, brought it upstairs. Actually, I tested it in in my garage because I'm like, oh, I, I probably, I'm probably screwed and this is not going to work. <laughs> and lo and behold, it did. And so th these shelves that you see behind me, someone wrote in in the first uh, YouTube videos of mine, if you're watching this on YouTube, oh, more Muji shelves because I have Muji shelves next to my Lascalas um, in my lounge. The story behind these is that these were actually, the the TV unit had this the shelves and the TV on top and then these ones behind me on either side. And we had them for about two weeks before I bought the Lascalas. And then suddenly it's like, well, I need space for my Lascalas now. So we had to disassemble this. And they sat in a cupboard until I needed like a backdrop for my videos.
<laughs> so that's why I have Muji shelves in the background because they're just left over uh, because of my Lascala. So it all relates to one another, doesn't it? So that's the end of my audio journey. And so I guess I'm, as I'm looking at them, as, as I'm in my office, I also bought some um, Kef LSX speakers because I start, then started to get into the hi-fi YouTube world, learning more about my own speakers that I own. And then also learning about, like I wanted nice, nice speakers for my, my desk because I work from home all the time. And, uh, Wanted, I listened to a lot of music and wanted to listen to nice things and I wanted to try these out. So I saved up and bought them. That's a boring story, that one. But so that's where like, I, I find it funny when it's like, oh, you, you do, you're an audiophile and you do this. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm more interested than the average person, but it was also just a bit of like happenstance and coincidence and, and buying a gift for my wife that we've had for a long time and knowing what certain, you know, certain, I think for, especially a younger generation, wiring, putting wire into your speakers is a completely foreign thing when everything's a smart speaker these days. So like I grew up with my dad's one and my, I knew what my dad's one looked like. So, and I knew what my home stereo, my bedroom looked like. So I knew how to put wire into the thing, the terminals. So it kind of tumbling through and, and being buying affordable things on sale or, or or cheap or things that I can replace or things that people are trying to get rid of has led me to a point where some people see me as like a very audio-centric person or someone that um, really takes it seriously. And I think, sure, in an ideal world, in a massive home, I would like some like a big, not listening room, but like, because I'd want to put my TV in there, but a room like Devin Turnbull's, you know, with some massive horn speakers and, and uh, I don't know, a, a really beautiful record player because I think that it, that it is beautiful to me. But that's, you know, a whole, I, I need a whole lot of things before that in terms of like my priorities in life. I need, I need to satisfy a whole lot of other needs and wants in life before I have to ever to get there. But that is the story of my audio journey. And so I think my final advice, if hopefully that helped you and hopefully that helped your uh, thinking about where you should start and maybe you'll go, wow, okay, maybe I just buy what I can afford and I can, I can go from there and, and don't aspire to be anything that, you know, you can't afford. And then, but if you are interested, save up for it, take some time and learn about it. And I would say my advice is be enthusiastic about it and, and enjoy it, but don't be an audiophile because then you become someone that you want to judge other people's uh, inability to hear things as good as you. And that's not the point. Enjoy your music first and find the right sound for you to to really uh play the music that you love that's the end of i guess the official part of the podcast and then the appendix as i kind of pause for a second hopefully you enjoyed that um advice story it's a fun it's a fun story for me because i guess i haven't been able to speak about it in such long form before but um i think i'm still from an appendix point of view (laughs) my kid is a bit upset outside from an appendix point of view i think uh i'm trying to improve the quality of this 
content that I'm making and uh, and testing out the audio quality and the video quality and trying to film it at times of day where the light doesn't change too much. I don't like using a whole lot of like ring lights and stuff. I try to use natural light, but that means I can only film at certain parts of the day. So, you know, if you notice anything, you know, thank you for your patience, essentially, because I think that I'm still testing out things. And I tested out a new camera setting last week, which I hated because I was trying to hide some pimples from the week before. Hilarious. And then I've been really enjoying getting back into making some videos again. And I don't know what I'm going to do with my, if you haven't seen the video, I bought some 3M work tunes, some construction headphones, and I don't know what I'm going to do with them because I spent you know, $100 Australian on it, and uh, they don't, they sound okay. <laughs> but I did it for a bit of fun as well. So, you know, that's my that's my latest hi-fi pickup, if I'm being completely honest. But hopefully you enjoyed the weekend episode last week as well. I think that that was, in, in, in retrospect of that episode, now seeing that... Uh, Blinding Lights is the most streamed song on Spotify ever. Just goes to show and beats Shape of Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Just how present, how ubiquitous, how much of a pop star The Weeknd is. And I think it's very timely that that video came out. Let me know. I think in the comments, if you if you do have any questions that are more general about Hi-Fi, I'd like to answer, or maybe other people can answer. If you have questions, stupid questions that, or not, you know, I have a I have an ex colleague who always, when people said there are no stupid questions, he always went, yes, there are, there are stupid questions, and I kind of love that. There are stupid questions, <laughs> but if you have questions, uh, ask away or share your experience but i think what i is important to me is to be as transparent as possible and not in any way egotistical about an audio journey because yeah dude i'm not spending tons of money on you know cables and 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 digital to analog converters dax because that's expensive man (laughs) who are we Anyway, that is the podcast for today. What's going to happen next week? Don't know. I've got a whole list of things to talk about and I'm just making my way through. This has been Derek's G Speaks Volumes. Until next week.